so I guess the little old tip I can give is if anyone's listening that if you have a friend or someone close to you that has lost someone, please don't leave them alone. Don't stop telling them you love them. Just say, hi, I'm here. Hope you're doing okay today. I love you. I'm here for you, whatever you need. Michelle Edwards. I am the author of a novel called Chronicle of Endings, but I want to continue the conversation. It's a conversation about the different endings we face across the course of our lives, and ultimately about all the beginnings that open up after. I want to speak to men because men don't always have the place or the permission to talk openly about their difficulties the way women do. But I want to speak to women too because we are all the same human beings trying to navigate the same universal human experiences. Mostly through these interviews, I want to have the opportunity to speak directly and openly with you. Each guest's experiences will allow you to reflect on your own, about the endings you have faced and the ones you are yet to face, the mindset and actions which brought these people through their difficult times will, in turn, speak to you about your own. Because whether it's a novel a podcast, or just two mates finally speaking about things that matter over a beer. Words. Words have the power to change people, to change their lives, to change yours. So, can we talk? I just want it to be okay for people to talk about you know like grief is crazy like and and I feel like it's one of those things where if someone like specific like not I mean all grief is crazy but my goal is to just talk about death and grief and you know we lose someone in our life they die and then we're sad people say they're sorry and then a week two weeks later everyone moves on like nothing happened which is fine but I really think you know we don't need to hold it down. We can talk about it. Yeah. So, that's all. Let's discuss your ending where you lost your father. For sure. Um, I was, it was, so it was June of last year, 2019. And I was, at, it might've been May. Let's say May. He died June 1st. So it was like, it was May 30th or 31st or whatever it is. Anywho, I'm at work. I work at a coffee shop. And I mean, I can tell you everything that happened. I was at the register just ringing people up. And then I had a voice or I had a phone call coming in. And I looked at my phone real quick. And we were very busy like uh, at the shop. And I like looked at it and I saw like Sharp Memorial Hospital, which is obviously a hospital. And I'm like, this can't be good. Why would a hospital be calling me? Then they left a voicemail and I was, you know, working. So I um, can read what they said, but I couldn't 
um, like listen to it yet, but you know how you know iPhones let you read it. So I was reading it and it said like, blah, 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 Carlos Aguilar, that's my dad, blah, 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 uh, please call us back. I'm so sorry. And my heart just like sank. And I um, go run outside and to the back and then I call them back and they just kept saying like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, and I'm like, what happened? And basically he's on, he was on life support. Um, and I, I just remember my whole body just like went numb and they're like, we need you to come down and identify him. He did not have ID on him when they found him. Um, so I seen it go down and, and see it's him, but they're like, this is kind of it. He doesn't have, you know, too long. So I call my wife and she does not answer. Uh, she's in a work meeting without her phone. And then I call my mom. She's still sleeping, so she doesn't answer. Then I call my therapist and he answers, thankfully. And I tell him what's going on. And he said, you know, like, I don't know, get a hold of them somehow. Or he's like, whatever you need, I can be there. So I end up, my boss ends up driving me to my mom's house. And, you know, I barge in and I wake her up and I'm just like losing it. Um, you know, she, I wake her up, she's freaking out. And then she ends up calling the hospital. Amber, my wife finally gets down with the meeting. She comes down to my mom's, um, my mom and my like mentor, he, they drive down to the hospital, identify that it's my dad. Um, you know, we, I'm so stressed right now that, you know, I don't know what to do. So my wife and I like go down to the park and I just take a breather and we eat some lunch and, and then there, my mom and my mentor were just like, okay, come down. Like it's time to say goodbye. And I just felt like I couldn't do it. I felt like there's just no way that I could go and say goodbye. Like, I don't want to remember him like that. But eventually, after lots of convincing, I finally got down to the hospital. The sad thing is that I just, it took me hours. It went from like, I got to the hospital, they were in a meeting talking about like, um, donating his organs and stuff. And I, that was the first thing I walked into. And I was devastated. You know, I, I was crying harder than I've ever cried. And it, Obviously, my mom's crying, you know, my, uh, they're divorced, but, you know, they had me. Um, my mom's crying, uh, my wife is crying, everyone's just crying, and it's just really sad and really hard, and then I finally went in there, um, I saw him after a few hours, and then I held his hand, you know, I kissed him on the forehead, I just told him how much I loved him, and, and the, was weirdly, the first thing I was saying to him is, like, I forgive you, I forgive you, um, I, I feel like I just needed to say that. I don't know why. And he was just there. And, you know, he was still warm. He wasn't cold because he's still alive. I mean, he's brain dead, but his body, his heart was still pumping. And then I left. And then the next night, like that night, he died. So June 1st. So that was the story of that day. Uh, the next, like, week I had took off work and was devastated. You know, I mean, I've never had a deal with loss like that close. Like, you know, my father, uh, I'm an only child. 
it was just really sad and and the I think the hardest part like I don't feel like I was able to even grieve properly because like then like weird money got involved and weird family stuff got involved and weird like he had a girlfriend who was sketchy every everything that like came after the fact like he didn't have a will he didn't have this he didn't have that you know it, everything was so jacked up that it just made it probably a hundred times worse than it needed to be so ever since then I'm just like when fast forward a few months I was able to get him a little plaque like a cremated plaque at the cemetery but I bought one for my mom then too because I'm like I never want to deal with this again you know like this is it and yeah so I just been dealing with that for the last year and a half and and losing someone close to you sucks because you know, over the next few months, things do get a little easier, but there's still days or even like moments where I'm just like devastated. Uh, so many times through that story, I just got chills. Mm. Yeah, that's, I can't imagine how jolting it would be to lose somebody so close, so suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, but I didn't even tell you how he died. Uh, he fell and hit his head, just like that. He's walking down this little hill by his house. He fell, hit his head. Luckily, someone saw him, called 911, got him to the hospital. So it's just, it was such a freak accident, and it happened so fast, and it's just really sad. Nobody could ever wrap their head around just the suddenness of... of yeah I mean it yeah it the lot like I'm just thankful that so he um that was a Friday I got the phone call he left me a voicemail on the Wednesday because we were having like phone tag stuff so I'm so thankful I had that I have that so on my podcast I have uh on the intro it's like a um a voicemail from my dad and it's like chopped up from two different voicemails, but it's just really nice to that I'll have that forever, you know? Yeah. What, what other ways do you have to sort of remember him? Um, I was lucky enough to be able to snag a bunch of photos. I think they're from him. They must have been. Yeah, so he had a bunch of photos. Like my whole life growing up as a kid, like he always had a, you know, a digital camera, like the old school one and like, always taking photos and it was just really special to go through that and I have um his old guitars I have um his voicemails his clothes um I have some of his old shirts which is really nice and then my wife surprised me with some of his other stuff that I was going to donate to Goodwill she turned it into like a big quilt so it had like his, you know, other shirts that I wasn't going to wear um, and like his old pants and his old ties. And it was just really cool. That's a really nice way to uh, keep his stuff in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the random memories that reel through your mind? Um, one thing I think about sometimes, because there's a photo of us, um, in 2008, I want to say, like, I, so I was, you know, it was a long time ago, I 
had uh, him and I went to the fair and saw a concert and we went on some rides and sometimes you know how rides like you go down the hill and it snaps a photo of you uh well we bought that and it's just you know I think of stuff like that just like fun memories or we used to listen to like simple plan or like green day and just like you know hang out we'd play um playstation he would cook and we'd just hang out and you know he wasn't the best dad in the whole world but he was my dad you know and and we spent a lot of time together um he was just a good good dad you know like he was just good to me when I was there when we were together you know I know he wasn't the best human ever and he wasn't always around but when we were together you know he did everything he could to make it special every I used to visit him every other weekend and every Saturday we'd eat breakfast and then go see a movie like that was our thing we'd always go to the movies it was really cool that's nice and so the, the smell of hospitals take you back to that the trauma of that moment when you had to go and say goodbye to your dad um it wasn't the smell it was so my grandpa is in hospice right now but before that he was in the hospital and that was the first time I went to the hospital since my dad and walking down the hallways I didn't think that would trigger me as much as it did but just like how you know because hallway it's so hospitals are so confusing like it's just long hallways you know and all these rooms everywhere and just walking down those was triggering yeah that's yeah there's no other way to say it like it's just very much like shock like I didn't it brought me back to just a really sad day Mm -hmm. so going on after in the months after how do you begin to deal with your grief so I was going to therapy before my dad died and then I was going to therapy after he died um, for a little bit. So that was helpful. I also um, would write a lot. I like to write like poems or songs. So I was doing a lot of that at the beginning stages that helped a lot. And then I, so that was June 1st that he died. And then here in America, the, I don't know, middle of June is Father's Day. So that was just like numbing. I felt nothing. And then fast forward a few months, I was just trying to, you know, push along. And then the holidays, right? So my birthday is in October. So it was like my birthday, Halloween. I have a lot of Halloween memories with him. Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And I'd always spend Christmas Eve with him. So that first year was hard, but it was all in that time that, um, I had a friend reach out to me who said that he lost his dad and he's always here to chat. And he was the first person to ever say that to me. Like, first of all, I didn't even know his dad died. Uh, And then secondly, like the fact that he'd want to like talk about it was so foreign to me. Um, So we, you know, we got some food and chatted and it was just so special to see that I wasn't alone. And he said something like, you know, we're all in this club that no one wants to be in but we're all in it together kind of thing. And um, working in the coffee shop, I I feel like um, I like talking to people. 
And so over time, I realized that, you know, quite a few people here are grieving and, and have lost someone close to them, but no one's talking about it. And, you know, we're about to approach the holidays. So, and I was thinking of my buddy and then a couple other friends. I was like, well, shoot, maybe I'll get all of us together and we'll go to this, like, I'll have a grief group. And, and so I had my first grief group, like a couple days or a week before Christmas. and. Uh, none of the people I wanted, not that I are like that I was expecting, like I wanted that to be there, these, you know, a couple of people I was imagining, none of them went, but I had a handful of other people that came and that was just mind boggling. I'm like, you guys wanted to come talk about this. Like, it was just so crazy. All different ages. They lost all different people, you know, come from all different walks of life. And it was just so special. Um, to see. So I was doing that once a month for a few months. And it was really, really cool. I was hosting it at my coffee shop after hours, the one I work at. Uh, and it was very, very special. And then COVID hit. So COVID hit. And I was like, well, you know, if I can't do these grief groups, maybe I can, you know, do a podcast and just see, like, I'll bring the conversation to them since they won't come to this. If they don't feel comfortable, that's fine, but I'll bring it to them. And then, you know, I started doing the podcast and um, I got shut down by quite a few people too, which is fine. But there's this whole world of people in the grief world that would love to talk about how they feel. So that helped make this podcast like international in a sense, right? Like I was able to talk from people all over the world and that's how I was able to get these like, you know, people either listening or following along like from all around the world was because there's certain people that just want to talk about it. And then they shared and post it with their friends. And it was just really special and really cool. And now I've been doing it. Um, I think I launched the podcast in April, maybe March, April. Um, and it's been, been cool. Am I talking too much? <laughs> talk so it's, it's perfect thank you yeah of course I like I when I talk to people if you ever listen to a full episode I'll say at most 20 words and just like let them talk but now that I'm on the other end of things it's like <laughs> am I talking am I saying too much I <laughs> know uh, you know people are here to listen to you not me that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the podcast must give you a big sense of purpose totally um i think that um it is special and i forget that sometimes right like because i'm like okay well how can i monetize this like how can i make some money from this how can i grow my following how can i grow the listeners but you know if i have x amount of listeners on my podcast like what if one of those people, like it really impacts their life? Mm-hmm. To, I started the podcast saying I wanted to change at least one person's life and I'll be happy. And I've heard it like a handful of times and which is amazing and phenomenal, but I'm like, okay, cool. Like what's next? And, and I feel like I lose sight of why I'm doing what I'm doing to give me that purpose. But I, I kind of, go in and out so like right now I'm so grateful for it and I'm so grateful for everything and 
And, you know, I like look at who's listening, not who, but where they're listening and how many people are listening. And I'm like, this is crazy. Cause like, I hope this is impacting, you know, a handful of people every week. And um, to me, that means a lot. Whether you're aware of your purpose or not, it's still there. You're still, you're still reaching those people. You're still touching them in a really beautiful uh, way. So, Mm. you know, it's, it's, it's very special and it's, Mm. and then you can just to be able to help somebody that you will never know and never meet, will never say thank you, but you have something to offer them. Mm. Um, You know, they say it takes one to know one. And I've also heard an extension of that that said it's a, takes one to help one so the only way that you are have been able to create this project and help these people is because you went through what you went through right you can then pass and share the experience yeah you know i think that i mean i didn't even know that this world existed until my dad died right like i had no idea how sad and how lonely it is but also how there's so many people trying to help Mm. you know there there's like a bajillion grief podcasts right like they're all over the world people have been I'm not the first one to do this I won't be the last but I'm just glad like I can have my hand in it and just say like this is what I like to do I like to talk to people and hear people's stories so if I can do what I like to do and that helps reach someone that's pretty cool well, like you say, grief is a is a unavoidable part of the human condition. So totally. it's going to affect every single person that is 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 walking this earth. Yeah. And it's so universal. No matter what language you speak, no matter what country you live in, we're still going to have to navigate the loss of someone who's very dear to you and like that's that's hard yeah i mean it's like the only thing guaranteed in life is that we're all dying let's talk about it (laughs) yeah well um thanks for uh for creating this project to bring to people of course share their stories (laughs) and uh Tell me more about where you um, hope to take this. Yeah, the podcast? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the plan is to just keep going. See, before I took my little three-month break, I had a million ideas, right? I'm like, I want to do this. 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 And, and it became too overwhelming because I couldn't just juggle everything. And nor do I have the money or time to do it all. And it just overwhelmed me. But I guess where I want to take it is accomplishing these things. And, um, you know, I have a couple ideas up my sleeve. I don't know if I want to share them yet because I don't want to put them out into the world until I do it. But I, I really would love to see more, like not only this podcast grow to where I can be doing it full time and dedicate my full you know, full-time job to this, like to me, I'm as like a 
person like that would be amazing but where i want to see it to reach is i want it to reach people that then want to start their own podcast or start their own creative outlet to help other people grieving i want to see grief become a normal conversation uh but i got to start with my community first right like i want to make sure that uh this person over here michael can ask michelle about how she's doing about her dad or asking about how she's doing about her brother and and it not being weird but just making an everyday conversation and then from that i hope that other people can keep going and going and going and that we can make grief and death like a like a normal topic you know yeah well it takes people to change their society like that so you know one day maybe it will be a normal part of our conversations having more conversations about things that matter about our good days and our bad ones you know starting a movement good Mm -hmm. for the people listening your your podcast name is the death of my podcast yes we'll of course link it in the show notes thank you i just thought i just thought i'd put it out there too thank you yeah it's uh the death of my it was originally the death of my with an underline after like an underscore so like you could put in like father or you know brother or friend but then i changed it so originally it was like the first like few episodes and the first like logo and everything was like the death of my with an underline but now it's just the death of my podcast um and yeah just want to see what happens and um another thing that i want to see too is i just like launched my first little set of like merchandise so clothing like shirts and sweaters and stuff and i just want to keep the conversation going any creative outlet that i possibly could so whether that's merchandise or whether that's grief journals or whether that's um you know whatever other little things could help people talk about their grief and and ask their friends about it too because I think that's a huge thing that's missing is I feel like so when my dad died like some of my closest friends in the whole world like didn't ask me didn't talk to me about it and I'm just like why and they're like well I wanted to give you your space I didn't know what to say blah 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 blah. and I'm just like that's literally the last thing that 99% of people want when they lose someone you know yeah, but it's hard to know. It's true. People just don't know what to say. It's really yeah. what, what to say because you can't even imagine what they're experiencing or what they want or how they feel. Yeah. So I guess a little, little tip I can give is if anyone's listening, that if you have a friend or someone close to you that has lost someone, please don't leave them alone. Don't stop telling them you love them. Just say, hi, I'm here. Hope you're doing okay today. I love you. I'm here for you. Whatever you need. You could send that every single day, those first few weeks especially. They're not going to be annoyed. You're not going to be overbearing. You're not going to be too much. Like, I've been doing this long enough. I've talked to enough people for a fact that I know that everyone would be fine with that. You know? We just don't want to be alone in it. And it's as sad as it is, but like also like, maybe physically alone, like maybe I don't want to see you, but just knowing that you're there and that you're thinking of me and caring about me, that means a whole lot. So uh, 
this is kind of like your dad's legacy in a way yeah i think um i think he would be proud you know i think he would be excited to see this going but see that's the thing it's like if he didn't die i wouldn't have done this you know i wouldn't have been able to do any of this and and so as awful and sad as it is it's like okay well like how can i turn this into something positive and you know the end of of his life has like made this new life for me and my family like open up and be able to help people so yeah that's really kind of nice yeah i have a uh, question or try to explain or answer why these things happen they just happen and we, we can either choose choose to try and make a light of it or we choose to sort of sit in in that grief and that sadness and yeah it's always a choice as far as i guess how we can respond to the situations that are dealt anyway we can wrap this up but i want to thank you so much for your time and your honesty yeah of course i'm so glad we got to do this and uh, i wish you every success in your podcast Thank you. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this with me and letting me talk about the death of Mai. And thank you for starting your podcast. And I can't wait to see what happens with it. Me too. <laughs> That's fun, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. All right. <laughs> I will catch you. Please share this story with anyone you feel may benefit from hearing it. Or if you or someone you know have your own story to share, feel free to drop me an email at m 